Hello, amazing people. Okay, this is going to be a episode about the seasons of life. And oh, whether you have kids, don't have kids, however old you are, please listen to this one because I can't stop thinking about this. And even the other day, I picked a random book off a bookshelf in the house and it was a book about, I think, do you want to, I want to live to be 110 or something like that. <laughs> and I don't even know where that book came from. But in the book, it talks about how the first half of your life happens. And then in the second half of your life, are you going to spend it sort of dealing with what you did in the first half of your life? Or are you going to redesign or purposely design the second half of your life. So we'll go back and and talk about that midlife point later, but I want to talk about the seasons of life, big and small. Now, some of you know, I had a degree as a secondary education teacher for English and theater. Then I ended up homeschooling or, or unschooling. But as a result, I have spent decades now still thinking about and, and in a very even intimate way in terms of like being in homeschool groups and getting to know all these kids on a daily basis, what education really is in the real world, not just in the classroom, but actually in life, right? And one of the things that I have learned and uncovered is, and had to look at again as a, as a new parent back in the day and then as a medium <laughs> medium parent and then as an old older parent is the fact that not every kid develops at the same time. Now we know this. We know this. That that we know. But let's dig into it even more. Did you know that there are uh folks out there that are worried that their their little 3-year-old isn't writing correctly because they don't realize that the bones in the hand don't actually grow until later right? That their little hand bones, the actual physical part of their hand may not be ready, right? To write, to hold the pencil correctly. Now that's, isn't that interesting? There are folks who are concerned that their kids aren't, you know, riding the bicycle. Do you know that depending on your body type, even how tall you are, all sorts of factors that you might, a person might not be actually ready to ride a bike till they're closer to 10 years old. Isn't that wild? 10. Now, not for everybody, but for some folks, then you start to go, oh my goodness, right? You go on and on and on and on and on. Like there are so many interesting cycles about the brain. I've probably mentioned this before. This fact blew my mind. Doesn't develop long-term decision-making capabilities for everybody until they're 25. (laughs) 25, right? So then you go back and you think, all right, the seasons of life. Then you you look at the general seasons, right? Folks that that are teenagers, right, are in a general wanting to, or in that stage where they're being encouraged to leave the nest. I don't mean even people, I mean like themselves, like they want to get gain independence. Are they pushing against right? The authority that raises them. Do they know where they're moving to? Regardless of how they're moving through that, there's this nest leaping phase. Then of course, you've got your 20s, your 30s. The older I get now, I am in beginning my fifth, my fifth 50s, right? I'm like, okay, really, really, really understanding the perspective more, right? Of what it means to be, I guess what you would call middle-aged, right? 
So I really, I really also relate to this idea that when you hit middle age, right, you have made all of these choices, right? And now what? Right Now, let's go look at this something from a law of attraction perspective for a moment and look at aging and look at life and look at energy. There is a lot of talk, and rightly so, about how the quality of your life as you age has to do with your interest in living, right? And if you are not happy, if you are not connected to community in a way that you, you like, if you don't feel like you're of value, if you're not loving yourself, right, feeling proud of yourself, if you don't, in the very, very basics, if you don't have goals, if there's no goal pulling you forward, if you're not excited about something that you're wanting to manifest, then where's the energy that's coursing through you, that's bringing you life, right? And that's what but the the aging that most folks are talking about, which is decline, that's how why that happens, right? As you get older, da 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 da. But it doesn't have to happen that way. Aging does not have to happen that way. And when you take a look at folks who are aging and not in decline, they're they're in aging, right? There's definitely things that are going on with their body and stuff like that, but they're vibrant. Well, what's the difference, right? And the, at the core, there's this zest for life. There's this something that they want to do. There's manifestation is still occurring in their life. And so that's why when this book was talking about, are you just going to spend the first half of your life building things, you know, getting the job and right, buying the house, et cetera, et cetera. Right. As they say, and then, then what the next half of your life, just sort of sitting around in that house that you bought, (laughs) or are you going to design your life? Are you going to say, okay, I'm at this point. Now what, now what, now what, now what? So let's go back to what I'm saying about the seasons of life, big and small, because again, it has a lot to do with how we think about ourselves, how we think about others. And it might have a big critical part in our self-esteem. So there are folks out there, right? And, and I know this as, as a child growing up in the 80s, they don't sit still, <laughs> right? Later on though, maybe they sit still, but they don't usually sit still, right? It's just certain people. And back in the 80s, they were just people who didn't sit still and you just <laughs> didn't do anything about it. And now, right, is there something wrong with them that they don't sit still, right? What season of life are they in? And as you look at the arc of their evolution, right, what are they going to look like 10, 20, 30 years down the road? And do they need to not sit still so much right now all of the time? Okay. So now think about yourself. You go and you think about yourself and you say, wow, if I was somebody who learned to ride the bike and write and read at all the times naturally that they put in the books that that's when you're supposed to do it, then everybody said, yay, good job. But what if I wasn't? What if I didn't learn to read naturally at the right at the age I'm supposed to? And what if riding a bike wasn't comfortable for me, right? What if getting out there and shaking hands with strangers and looking them in the eye and right? What if I was, what if I was shy for a while, right? So my uh, my ability to go out and and do those things didn't meet a textbook requirement. How was I treated? How did I think about myself? 
And then you think about, well, in my 20s, we're supposed to do this. In my 30s, we're supposed to do that. All over and over and over and over and over again, right? What is your, to, to go back and look at it and say, what is your natural or what would have been your natural rhythm for a living life, right? So you have that. Imagine that on line written down on a piece of paper, like a like a little line graph. The next to it, what are the milestones that you're supposed to do? And isn't it interesting that people who meet those external milestones are considered what successful, easy, <laughs> right? And people who don't are considered what? Now, to go back to what I said about little kids, their bones in their hands might not even be ready to hold a pencil the way you're asking them to. Wow. What a revelation I've been having over and over and over again, digging into averages of milestones, right? And all the different types of seasons and cycles that there are. And realizing how uniquely beautiful each one of us is. I'm going to cry. We are so uniquely beautiful. And when we are nurtured and when we are celebrated and when we are allowed and when we are provided an environment in which to thrive growing up, we thrive in the order and in the ways right? And in the little seasons, big and small, that help us develop, right? Foundation, step, foundation, step, foundation, step. So in the homeschooling community and in the unschooling community in particular, one of the biggest leaps, if you decide to unschool, and I'm not saying you have to, I just wanted to point this out because it's fascinating, is the fact that you don't say that a kid has to read by a certain age, right? And that's a big one, right? Reading. And there's a lot of folks out there that say, in general, boys who are very active and aren't naturally drawn to reading might not sit down and actually focus on it until they're nine or even 10. (laughs) What? (laughs) But yeah, very common in unschooling. And the biggest challenge that unschoolers have, I would say, the parents, is not that their kid naturally develops the interest and the ability to do it at that age. It's having to deal with the doubt and the fear and the shame and the blame. Other people, right? Well-meaning grandparents, what's wrong with you, right? Why doesn't someone so learn how to read? Or the fear of yourself, what am I doing wrong? What is wrong with this, right? <laughs> what, what Am I messing this up, right? So, but then if you, as you unschool and you do it for decades, right? you start to realize by by your second, third kid, if you have them like, okay, everything's fine. (laughs) It's all good. Right. They're not going to, as I would say to parents, are they going to be like, you know, 25 and not be able to read? Because if you get to, you know, if you get to 16, (laughs) but that that never happened, I would say never, but it virtually never happens. (laughs) I mean, it never happens. They do end up reading. 
Why? Because a 16-year-old is so different than a 13-year-old. And a 13-year-old is so different than a 10-year-old. And a 10-year-old is so different than an 8-year-old. And in those years, there's so many changes and stages, right? So now take a look at yourself as an adult. And then you think, all right, where am I at, right? Where am I at? Where does society think I should be at, right? Now, do I feel at peace with where I am at, right? Where, what do I think about where I am at, right? Now, if I feel at peace with where I'm at and I'm not where society thinks I should be at, if I could release all of society's pushing on me, right, other people, oh, 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 what's it, OPP, <laughs> <laughs> is that song from the 80s? Oh, pee-pee. I don't think it meant that. But other people's opinions. If I could get rid of that, how would I feel? Very freeing. Now, on the other hand, let me take a look at where I'm at in my life. And are there things that I truly want that I don't have? And I'm struggling with them. And here's an interesting question. Am I struggling with them, these things that I don't have? And am I struggling to manifest them? Because of reasons of manifestation, like, you know, I'm, I'm worried about it and all that stuff. Or am I pushing against society's timeline, even though I don't know it? Well, I don't want this right now, although I do want this right now, because society says I should have this right now. And society's shooting on me, right? There, this timeline really hurt me when I was a kid. There were all these times where I was feeling shame or blame because I didn't meet these milestones growing up. So now I don't like this milestone that society has. So now even when I happen to naturally line up with it, I'm going to self-sabotage so that I don't line up with society. How dare society say that, you know, around this age, this will happen. I refuse. Are you at war with it? So I really love uh, observation, right? And, and looking at things as neutrally as possible so that we can see what's a block and what's not a block. So a couple of things for this podcast, this little discussion I'm having is number one, there are factors in even just riding a bike and, and, and reading and writing and, you know, everything. If you don't know about it and you're wondering what's going on with someone or yourself, dig in. See, you know, and is it natural or is it unnatural? If you're curious about what society, what, what, what folks look like without society's stuff, dig into some unschooling groups and say, even to say, I'm not an unschooler, but I'm trying to understand about some stuff. And can, can those of you who don't live by this, this ruler stick of society, give me some insight, right? Or read the, read the blogs or listen to the podcast because it's very, very interesting. Okay. Number one, number two, right? Do you know that there are still seasons and mini seasons and all sorts of things happening, even when you're not a kid anymore, right? And they might not look like, (laughs) you know, learning to ride a bike, but there are things about consciousness and feeling comfortable in yourself and reflection and planning and what? Sometimes stepping into a matriarch or a patriarch role right? Stepping into a teacher role, whether you're an actual teacher, right? Stepping into, right, these other types of, of cycles, 
And then number three to say, what is your relationship to this, this yardstick, right, of, quote unquote, the way you're supposed to live, right? Do you feel in, in line with it? So you like, don't even think about it because you just naturally are in cycle with it. Do you feel upset by it? Have you not even thought about it? And now you're realizing, wait a minute, right? Are you mad at it? Do you feel hurt by it, right? Are you pushing against it somehow and not even realizing it? Are you pushing towards it and trying to get things done at a certain time and not even realizing it? And when you can separate and say, this is my life, and, and, and let me think about what it would look like as naturally as it possibly could be. And then this is the, the yardstick of right, society, wherever it is that I'm, I'm, I'm living. And predominantly, right, was growing up and things like that. And I can look at those as two separate things and then start to map between them a little bit to get some insight into what's going on with me. Powerful stuff. So as you look at the little ones around you, right? Whether you're a parent or you just know little people because right, the world, the world is full, the world is full, full of kids and there's all sorts of capacities to know them in our lives, right? That we look at them and we say, even if we don't say it out loud, I see you. I see the natural, beautiful, amazing evolution of you and I celebrate it. And I also celebrate that in myself. 